This episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central at www.twitch.tv backslash Blanca OG. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome, guys, to Tailgate Talks. This is week 66. This is Club Red, and we are fucking pumped for this episode. Uh, in case you've been hiding under a rock and for some reason listen to this podcast and really have been hiding under a rock, uh, Texas Tech went, in, went and beat number six Kansas and number one Baylor back-to-back games within a couple of days of each other with a weekend roster, so... Uh, uh, one of the most impressive wins from the in, in program history, back to back wins in program history. You gotta fucking love it. Uh, we're we're about to dive into the uh di- into the discussion about the last two games and about the upcoming schedule. Uh, before we do though, make sure you do follow us on Spotify and iTunes. Give us a five star rating on both, and it, if it is on iTunes, drop a review below. We always appreciate that. As far as our social media accounts uh, on Twitter, you can find us at Tailgate underscore talks we're also on instagram facebook and youtube if you do swing by that youtube channel make sure you hit the subscribe button and the bell notification to be notified each time a new video is posted as far as our personal accounts dustin you can find him at dustin wimmer 22 brooks at calvin b barrett and me at blanca where the l is a one and lastly oof if you uh if you want to reach out to us for any uh send us any thoughts questions or anything you want to hear us discuss on the show itself Make sure to email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. Let's jump into this episode. Got plenty we want to talk about, plenty that we want to discuss. They're running clock here. Akinjo. Can't get it. Now you got to get something off. Flagler. Oh, boy. Got to get it off. Three. And down goes number one, Texas Tech. On the road in Mark Adams' team. Upsets unbeaten Baylor. And a little audio intro for you guys in case you missed it. On the road in Waco, Texas Tech beating... Number one Baylor in their own house. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit further. First, we do want to kind of talk about uh, the Kansas game. Obviously, that was a big upset. We were pumped and psyched about that. Um, I know. Uh, I know. I scared my entire household that I was in. Uh, Brooks said he woke up the neighbors. Um, how that you guys? What are you talking about? <laughs> Which, well, well, just in general about the about the Baylor game, but. Uh, just about the just about the hype over these last two games, honestly. Um, just so much excitement coming from this Texas Tech basketball team. Uh, but yeah. I guess uh, while we're while we're let's stay on topic a little bit here and uh, let's discuss the Kansas win first, uh, which was Texas Tech beating number six Kansas 
uh, at home, 75 to 67, and earns Coach Adams' first Big 12 victory. Uh, Brooks, first thoughts on this Kansas game? I mean, how you feeling? Obviously, some hype still from that game. What you thinking? Yeah, the hype gets to continue. Um, you know, we came in kind of pessimistic last week. Things weren't looking super great. You're, you know, finding out you got seven guys playing and, um, you know, McCuller was not playing in the Kansas game, but you come out and you played what I think has been your best overall game this season start to finish uh, against Kansas and you come out, you played really damn good defensively. You only had two players from them that really did any damage against you, and that was uh, Akbaji and, and Wilson, who uh, combined for 44 points. But other than that, you pretty much limited every single one of their players. And then offensively, for the first time, you really kind of clicked. You know, it's not like we uh, scored 80-plus, 90-plus points, but you were super efficient. You shot 50% from the field. And, yeah, your three-point shooting wasn't super great, but you had some timely threes that helped you out. But you consistently made plays and executed on offense over and over again. Every time Kansas tried to get back in the game, you made a play here, you made a play there on the offensive side of the ball that ended up, you know, being what got you the victory. And so we know our defense is going to keep us in games, uh, but this was nice to see our offense in control in a game and make plays time and time again enforce their defense staff to try to make adjustments to stop them and you know everything that they threw at us they couldn't stop us we made play after play shot for shot and that's what propelled you to get that victory against Kansas it was big time I mean Dustin uh what, what was your what was your thoughts what what were you thinking while watching this Kansas win yeah playing without your best two players in that game you know without McCullough without TJ I was pretty skeptical pretty worried about it and of course, when they're two of their best guys go off for 20 plus, if you look back on that, you'd be like, oh, well, we probably didn't play very well. But the way I described it, we played a perfect 40 minutes of basketball yep. that night, that Saturday night. Uh, it was it was ridiculous how amazing and smooth it was. We didn't let them go on any runs to kind of ruin anything. The refs tried to help them out at one point, and we kind of put a stop to that, too. It's pretty amazing. But you had guys contribute left and right, which was nice. I mean, a couple guys would step up and hit a shot. I know Bryson had a big game finally. Welcome back, Bryson. He had two big games this week to be big. So I guess that's what he needed. It was a big stage to come up and uh, come back to us. And obviously, big props to Clarence. Huge breakout game with 17 points. I saw a stat today that he has scored – 25% of his career points in the last two games or this past week, something like that, <laughs> a ton. Great stat, uh, but he's though. playing awesome. Like He's very efficient. He's very good on defense. He's been nice getting to the basket on offense. I mean, props to everybody for contributing there. Um, big game from all – mostly seven guys, a little bit of Bacho in there, but big, big game from seven guys there to handle Kansas. I mean, they never got with, within five – less than that um, in that second half. So that was kind of nice that a little bit of pressure was on, but it wasn't so much that you were worried down the stretch. Yeah. Uh, and you kept it, kept yeah. them within a good arms plus reach. And that's kind of, that's kind of the, the summary of that game was we, we, we would, we would maintain our, our, our pace throughout yeah. the entire game. 
and we would fight off any kind of pushes that Kansas because Kansas kept making pushes. They would get within yeah. five points over and they over got, again. I went and rewatched some of the end of it because you know we were there and a little buzzed and so some yeah. of it kind of felt like a blur so i went back and kind of watched some of it to see they cut it down to four at one point and had a chance to cut it uh you know under that but you make a huge stop and then on the other end is when you get that huge kevin o'banner rebound tie up that got you the ball back oh, where you're yeah, able to awesome. kind of separate yourself from there but mm-hmm. you know like you said they kept they kept taking swings to get it there but ultimately Every single time you were able to yeah. combat it. If you look at the box score, we yeah, won the that. first half by eight points, mm-hmm. and the second half was forty-two to forty-two. Yep. So, so like, you went blow for blow with them. We they would we, score, you'd come down. Some somebody would hit a, hit a three that you usually don't expect or you're skeptical about. <laughs> yeah, and Malik which Wilson. Is, which is, yeah, Malik or Davion or you know somebody. Kevin Kevin goes like zero for six and then finally hits one. Never know, but they came up clutch when they needed to, and yeah, we kept them Big. far enough away that we didn't couldn't choke it. It was awesome. No, we handled that game, and that was kind of it right there. I mean, uh, they they we went toe to toe with with one of the biggest blue bloods of college basketball, and I mean, that's that's his that that's that's the first Big Twelve victory. Like, what the f- what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my my girlfriend got to go to that game, and it was her very first Tech basketball game, and she sees Kansas, us beat Kansas in their first game. I'm like, I've been going to Tech games my whole life, and I've seen us beat Kansas in person like four times. And so, so, you know, it was was really cool uh, to kick off, you know, home conference play with a win like that, you know, really after – a, you know, a disappointing loss for Iowa State to bounce back like that was pretty impressive. Well, and the, and the Iowa State loss, it was disappointing because we thought we could have had it. And and yeah. he and here you realize in these last two games, I we really think we could have actually had that Iowa State game. And we should have. Like <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like like it wasn't just a fluke where our guys were playing out of their minds. No, our guys are like like what we thought all year. They're fucking good. Like, Iowa State's not good. No, but that's like, what I got out of that game. Oh, but they almost beat Kansas. I was about to say, what one point loss to Kansas? Like you know, we got to we got to give Iowa State some credit there because if they're gonna <laughs> if we're gonna beat Kansas and they're gonna lose to them by one point, like you know, it gives some validity to our win over Kansas too. Uh, but uh, so I mean, kind of the, uh, the 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 keys to victory here. We've kind of touched base on it a little bit. Was just consistency. But uh, Dustin, I mean, anything as far as keys to victory or players that kind of stood out to you? that you kind of want to call out on, I mean. Yeah, that was the Clarence Nadoli game. I mean, yep, yep. he showed up big, had a season career high, I mean, 17 points, and played 35 minutes. And he's not the biggest guy. He's not the most – he's not the fastest. He's not the most skilled player. And he shot just below 50%, got to the line, played great defense. I mean, he was he was amazing. Yeah. Um, in both these games, but yeah, his breakout game was Kansas and he was, you know, without Kevin McCuller, he was by far the heart and soul and the grit guy out there that Kevin always gets credit for, but Nadoli's right up there with him in hustle and grit and toughness and all those categories that McCuller always gets. Clarence is right there and he's kind of solidified himself in that point guard type role. 
for us, which we very much needed. And it's not just like a little, you know, cushion pad for us. He's an actual player and like mm-hmm. a dude that hopefully will stay and not fall off in the next month. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, Brooks, uh, you know, again, we touched base on it a little bit, but like anybody else that you really want to kind of mention in this game, I mean, uh, you know, Williams going off for 22, uh any anybody else that you want to kind of tip tip of the hat to yeah i mean this game kind of belongs to clarence and bryson i i think this you know bryson definitely needs to be shouted out because you know we kind of missed him for a while you know we we were like who's this guy we thought that we were getting the utep guy who was gonna drop 20 something on kansas well we got that version of him against kansas and, you know, he looked dominant at stretches. He, he was terrorizing them inside the paint. Um, and then, of course, he's good for one three a game, it feels like. Oh, but, yeah. But his ability to kind of stretch the floor out. But seeing him kind of get back to the, his old ways was really encouraging and something that, uh, you know, we really needed to see as Big 12 play ramps up here. And he's a big reason of why you dominated that game inside the paint. You know, he was pretty much unstoppable down there. And so, you know, having that back is just I'm, really encouraging. I'm surprised not by him, but just, I mean, basically he's our only big, big dude. Um, yeah. You know, O'Banner and Silver are a little undersized for big guys and Bacho barely played. Um, but like, I'm surprised McCormick for them only got 14 points. Um, and they had two other big guys that if you told four. me just yeah. four, you said 14. <laughs> yeah, 14. Yeah. Um, but I'm surprised he didn't play more. I don't know what the problem was with him. Cause you know, if they have um, bigger, more skilled dudes mm-hmm. than Bryson, but he just played harder and better. Yeah. I, I don't really know the reason why, you know, he was one of their best players in the last couple of years. So I, I don't really know why he was playing, yeah. but. I mean, there's one thing that's translated every single game, and that's been our interior defense. Nobody's been able yeah. to penetrate our interior defense. Gonzaga with Drew Timmy wasn't. Uh, Kansas wasn't. You know, and then uh, the team we played last night wasn't able to. So that's just something that we're strictly shutting him down, and that's you know credit to Bryson, credit to O'Banner, and credit to Santos Silva and Bacho in his few minutes of just continually not letting teams get into the paint and beat you. It's it, it's really impressive that you consistently can do that and i mean i think that's a that's a major factor there everybody kind of was a little uncertain of the mark adams era but the real fans knew where the defense was coming from with the with chris beard before so you're just kind of seeing more of that validity like validated for the years past that we've been that we've been having such a defense dominant team um but I think we're going to wrap up the talk here on the Kansas game. Still obviously huge, and we would probably be on this a little bit longer because beating number six Kansas is big time if last night we hadn't just beat yeah. number one <laughs> Baylor. Like, isn't that weird? Is that weird that, like, it's over yeah. that, like, beating number six Kansas is overshadowed within two days, three days? Yeah, it was. It's so crazy because you, you know, that you have that high, high on Saturday, you beat Kansas, you're feeling really good, and you're like, man. I'm thinking it's kind of going to suck on Wednesday if we have that awesome Kansas win. And then we have to get on and talk about a damn Baylor loss. Yeah. And it was certainly looking like that at the start of the game. And you just flipped the script. 
they you just flip the they, script on. They open up nine two. They open up what thirty thirty one to sixteen at some point. I think they're like fucking hell. And uh, I, well, let's just go ahead and just talk about it. I mean, straight up. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> Texas Tech again. In case you missed it, beat the number one team in the nation. Beat the last undefeated team in the nation on a twenty one game win streak. Mm. And we the reigning champs. The reigning champs from last year's tournament. Uh, 65 to 62. Amazing win. Brooks taking the shot there. Celebratory um, shot. Absolutely. Uh, this was amazing. This was amazing. Uh, start to not, not I don't want to say start to finish, but um no, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna but um <laughs> but 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 it showed the grit about halfway through the first half and on. Yeah, the I, six I think, thirteen minute mark. Yeah, is like, where things start to change. You, you just start seeing this team believe in what they're doing. Uh, but Dustin, I mean, take take the start on this one. What are your initial thoughts or reactions to this Baylor win? Yeah, this was a lot of started out really low and grew from there. I mean, I started doing other things around the house mid first quarter, first half. So I was like, ah, this probably isn't going to go well. They were hitting everything they wanted, making shots. We couldn't get anything. We didn't, it was nine to zero before we scored, you know? Yeah. And then, I mean, even with five minutes, just over five minutes left in the half, it was still 15 points in the, but we kept, we hung in there. We kept fighting. We would kind of draw it back in, let them get back out. And then we went on that run and like I was super happy just being down five at half. I was like, awesome job, guys. We're hanging in there. Still wasn't hopeful for like a win, actually. And then texted our group and I was like, hey, let's just keep it close this second half. Don't let them, you know, go on a run and make it look like we were never in this when we when we were for most of the game. Yeah. And then you kept fighting, you kept getting stops. They couldn't get good shots off really. And you kept having dudes step up and make shots. You know, I'd say this was the Adonis Arms game, even though he's been rising up our boards. I mean, I've been preaching his praises for about a month now, but this was his game for sure on a national stage. Friend Priscilla was loving on him during the broadcast, if you listened. Um, basically sounded like Friend Priscilla grew up with him. Knew everything right. about <laughs> but it was great that he he knew one of our. Said he got the city well. where he's from wrong. Promote, he said he's from Phoenix. Well. He uh, said he was from Phoenix, but he's from Milwaukee. <laughs> that was his only mistake. <laughs> I'll tell you this, um, and we'll talk more players in a minute. The surprising part to me when I was doing other stuff and like halfway watching the game, I thought they kept scoring and doing really good things because I'd hear the crowd go off. And I'd turn around and it's Bryson Williams getting an and one or a don like I was like, we have a lot of people there being very loud. Did you and that was who was it very that, uh, that liked that tweet or something like that? Where um it was like a comment that was, like a Baylor guy. Yeah, made there was a, a like post. booster or somebody, yeah, on their message board saying how disappointing it is they can't they can't fill their own arena and their defending chance. Yeah. <laughs> they can't get excited. Other teams come in here and make it their house and comfortable. And it's like, well, honestly, that's what we do to a lot of teams. Yeah. Ask TCU, ask Texas. Yeah. <laughs> so that was awesome to have our our people there, our support there to help our guys out. And I'm I'm very impressed with McCullers as well. You know, at one point I was even thinking to myself, we should just pull him. And sit him because he is hobbling around and does not look good. Yeah, get him more hurt when we're going to be down, you know, ten plus all game. 
And then we kept it close and we needed him and he actually played super good. Um, yeah. he, doesn't, he does not need to be a quarterback. I know that much from the last two minutes. <laughs> so I'll uh, end my rambling on there and let Brooks take over. Yeah. Uh, Brooks, uh, anything to add there on the initial thoughts from this Baylor win? Yeah, uh, McCuller made it really interesting there on us at the end of the game. But, yeah, this has to be one of the most surprising regular season victories that I can remember from a Tech basketball team, um, especially when you consider the way this game started. You know, like Dustin said, Baylor was hitting all their shots. I was like, oh, it's going to be one of these games where Baylor just hits everything. There's nothing you can do about it. They're always making the extra pass. And the guy who catches the extra pass makes it. It's impossible to fin. And then if you watch about the 6-13 minute mark, as mentioned before, we kind of switch the defense up a little bit. We start kind of camouflaging and running some zones in there and then switching to man-to-man. And we just kind of keep doing this throughout the game where you don't know what we're going to what we're running. It looks like yeah. we're starting off in zone and then we're in man, or we're starting in man and then we're in a little three-two zone. And I think that really threw Baylor off because they started turning the ball over. They weren't making their shots anymore. And all of a sudden, we're getting layups. We're getting an Adonley dunk. We're getting wide open O'Banner dunk. We're getting open looks over and over again. And now you got that creep in to where you're down by five. And then you come out right after half. And this is the part where it hangs in the balance. And you hit them in the mouth right to start. Yeah, big time. You tie it up real quick. And then it's a battle. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then – and then it's a testament to our offensive improvement is you kept executing every single time that it looked like Baylor could pull away. You go and you hit a shot, you hit a three to stay in it. You hit it, you know, another basket, you get a stop, you tie the game. Uh, you just time after time that you needed something, you were able to get it. And then you claw yourself to you have a lead. And now it's just like bracing yourself. Can we hold on to the damn lead? And despite our best efforts to give it away, <laughs> at the end there kevin uh, mcculler throwing some that weird like, that very weird questionable pass. passes oh. um a review that gave us all flashbacks to a certain game that i don't want to have to bring up i know we're we're able to overcome that davion warren hits two clutch as hell free only throws. two points his only points of the game like was a really bad offensive game for him one of the bad you know probably his worst yeah. offensive game and then he comes in and just cashes two free throws and then baylor with the ultimate horrible last possession of the game your defense locked them up um it was just it was incredible man the fight in these guys is unreal you have two games coming up still this week at 15 point lead against the number one team gotta cash in hey mcculler let's get back on the bench rest up but you kept fucking fighting and clawing and scratching and this team just has no quit in them and it's just one of the most impressive victories that I've seen from a tech squad, man. I, you know, uh, just to claw back, fight, 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 and then give yourself a chance to win and then make the plays to win the game. Um, incredible. There's not enough words to, to really describe what that felt like. Like you said, Arlie, we were waking up neighbors, people in the house. Like I was yelling so loud. It, it was just really fun. Uh, incredible victory for Texas Tech to back up a huge victory against Kansas. Like, Unbelievable. I was sitting right next to my girlfriend, and she was like, she 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 jumped scared <laughs> while she was watching the same game, knowing we won. Like I'm yeah. just like, fuck yeah! Oh my god! Like I just jumped up screaming. Yeah. 
and 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 she just was like, "Why did you do that?" <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sorry. And then like I, I had to go like, I, I had to go pick up some like some some groceries and stuff. Like I had to get out the house. Like I had to move yeah. something. I was hyped, way too hyped. Um, <laughs> incredible. So in, initial thoughts, you know, obviously were, were that, but uh, anything to to kind of add to that? I mean, this was this was Adonis Arms game. Um. Yeah. As far as impact plays, as far as like you know, yeah. you know, keeping keeping the momentum, keeping the hype up for us while we're in Waco, while we're playing number one, um, uh, Brooks, any anything, anybody else, or any, or do you want to just kind of give your main main mention to, to arms there, or uh, who would be your players oh, I think, to stand out? I think every fucking buddy who played in that yes. game deserves a shout out so maybe i'll shout a dude out and then dustin and then me and then you're like you can go and yeah let's start off with it let's start off with the man the legend the guy who probably had one of the most iconic plays in tech history last night adonis motherfucking arms bro like he is quickly asserting himself as one of our just best overall players and like Dustin said, we've been on it for a while here. We, we we really liked what we saw from him to start the season. And as he's gotten more minutes, he's just taken full on advantage of it. He's embraced the challenge and he's risen up for you. He plays great defense. He has an incredible little block on a three pointer at, at one point in the game that was it looked like they were just going to catch the three. And he comes in from behind and blocks the three. He has about three offensive rebound putbacks. One, I don't even, I've watched about five times and I still don't know how he was no. able to tip that in. There I have no clue. Of like two minutes that he got three tip ins. Yeah. And yeah. You're talking about that impossible one that he missed the layup. And I'm pretty sure yeah. he hit the dude's hand to yeah. get it in. I don't think he touched the ball at all the second time, but it snuck in, which is a clutch put back at the time oh, it, it was huge because it gave us like a little four point cushion i think at that point it's like five and yeah the, somewhere in there yeah and then that dunk is it that's an nba move that that is an nba move like drive to, spin to spin up. rise finish on a dude who people think are going to be who think is an nba caliber dude and matthew <laughs> yeah. mayor like you can't with like a minute to go in a close game like that fucking play Oh, incredible. Like, you can't say it enough. Like, that's why I want to just have it on repeat. Like, that's why I've watched it about 100 times today. You can't say enough about that play. Like, like, like I'm pretty sure Adonis Arms is hiding, like, two basketballs for nuts because, like, it fucking took some huge <laughs> ones to, to, like, drive oh, to yeah. the basket, spin, and then go over, like, one of their top defenders. Love it. Um, Dustin, I mean, any, any next person that you want to talk about? Who do you want to make sure it gets their mention? I'm going to bring up one person and then kind of bring it to the group of everybody like we kind of discussed, but somebody that had zero points in 11 minutes, Marco Santos Silva, what a freaking yeah. animal on defense. I mean, you, you've noticed now, if you've paid attention to the last few games, we kind of do an offense-defensive sub with him and Kevin O'Banner, but Silva can switch onto any guard and play that dude. He picked, picked the dude's pocket at one point in the game. Like on the like five foot from the three point line, <laughs> and then the last play they switch on to him, their best three point shooter, the guy that's been killing us all game, and he shut him down twice. Didn't let him get a shot off. He fumbled the ball twice because you know Silva's big arms are there and he can't get out of the way of them, and he made it tough on him. And so like he's impossible to switch on to because he's really good at staying in front and making it difficult for the guys, but. Besides him, 
in the scoring wise, I mean, we had five guys in double figures, mm-hmm. arms with 14, two, two guys at 13, McCuller with 12 and Clarence with 11. Like that's awesome to spread the, spread the wealth so much. Yeah. And you could tell watching that game and how the ball was moving. No one, uh, everybody had confidence in each other is what yes. it was. And you, I think you could kind of tell that by that, uh, I don't know, nine, we had about 40 seconds, six seconds on the play clock. We had a play under the basket. McCuller cuts towards the middle and Bryson pops out for about a 12 footer and drains it. And that gives yeah. us a nice little four or five point cushion at a huge, huge moment there when we were fumbling around ourselves, but we had faith in everybody there. And like the confidence between those guys is incredible. Um, Honestly, we shot really good. If you look at the team stats, we shot 28, 50, 51%. Like, yeah, 50%. That's awesome. So I just wanted to bring everybody into this and Brooks can go in on whoever else he wanted to there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, everybody deserves an individual shout out on this. You know, Kevin O'Banner, I thought he played a really damn good game offensively. You know, he's still not hitting his threes consistently. He finally got, you know, he got one again today, but he was really good down low. Um, had a really nice travel dunk there, but hey, you know, they didn't he's, call it, so it counts. He's still, I described him though, like he's still that guy. Like everybody watched him play yeah. the last two years, and on the scouting report, he's that hey, he's gonna make a three. And if we keep putting him out there for 30 minutes, yeah, he will. And you gotta play well, him. I've been on him for it. Well, what I think has been impressed about him is his buy into the defensive side yeah. of the ball, yeah. and he's a big boy rebounder, man. He fucking gets Dude, in he there. Is. Uh, and, and he gets some really nice rebounds. Another thing that Adonis does too, is he's just a, a, a clean rebounder. Um, another really good Bryson game uh, from him, yeah, just consistent hitting shots was really good uh, around the rim. Two other really good big mm-hmm. that should be better yeah. than him. He had a really nice move that uh, oh, yeah. yeah, a little turnaround. It got taken away because there is a foul on the floor, but it was really sweet little hook shot that went right in. He had another game that just kind of, raising his confidence and then Clarence again just continues to be a like an offensive spark that none of us really expected to have his ability to finish around the rim at his size has been really impressive he's he's able to cut and slash get to the rim and finish with contact uh and then of course it feels like he gets one or two breakaway steals every single game that gets him a couple layups he's it's just 11 points from him. If you'd have told me that at the beginning of the year, I'd have been like, you're a fucking liar. Like there's no way, but (laughs) now it's kind of like a thing that I kind of expect from him just the way he's been playing. And then, yeah, we can't talk about Kevin McCuller enough uh, on like 60% of a foot comes out here, makes things happen, has 12 points, 12 points, six rebounds, five assists, just like doing it all. He was moving the ball really well. It wasn't sticking with him. Um, and then he hit a couple huge threes, but he, you know, he was really impressive today oh. for being a dude that was on half a leg. Like, like I mean, half a foot and three steals. Yeah. Half a foot well, and yeah. three and steals from Baylor. Like what the fuck? And I mean, like, he was causing problems. Like I, I didn't think a dude like on that one foot would be able to cause so many problems on defense, but he had time and time again, they're just throwing it right over him. He's making a steal here, picking a dude's pocket. Like, Oh man. Just everybody who played, you know, and sure the other guys only got a few minutes, but everybody played significant minutes in this had an impact at some point of the game, you know, and, and Davion Warren, I didn't do much offensively played 
tough defensively again and then the two biggest free throws of his life and he it drains them so um it took a team effort man and that's the most impressive part about this is they all were like leading scores and bought into this team and this defense and don't care about their numbers they just play hard for each yeah. other and you can see it in their celebration and, that, and another little yeah. defensive stat for you um I mean, just looking at adjusted Ken Palm, like adjusted offense, Baylor's ranked fifth in the country. Kansas is ranked uh, – no, Baylor's ranked fourth and Kansas is ranked fifth. So you're talking two of the top five offenses in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Kansas to their lowest points of the season, you held Baylor to 20 points under. You held Iowa State to 20 points under their average. Those are not just like, oh, those are cool numbers. Yeah, that will help you win. No, those are huge numbers. Big. Yeah. Massive. Like, that's just – devastating any other team's offense yeah i think baylor was averaging like 81 points a game and then they come in and they have 62 yep. like these aren't you know they used to call former baylor guard davion mitchell off night you can just call us off night because every time you play us you're gonna have an off night you're, you're gonna score like significantly below there is that you know that point that six six thirteen minute mark I, I talked about they had 31 points in the game at that point yeah. in the first half they had 31 points the rest of the game from that point on. Yeah. Like, like the defensive adjustment that you made, like Coach Adams, we give him a lot of credit on that defense. Man, whatever adjustments he threw in there, like mixing up the zones and stuff like that, was really incredible. Yeah. I, I have no idea what he told the team to make them change. Because I was watching Baylor's offense, I was like, I don't know how the fuck you stop this. And a couple this times is- they had a timeout or a media timeout, and we'd come out in that zone – It'd be like, great, the play they just drew up. You know, and I saw a stat earlier this year, this week, that Mark Adams out of timeouts is one of the best coaches in the country. Like, yeah, they're shooting well under their average um, of regular plays out of timeouts, which should be above average. It's it's just insane. It's insane. That oh, That's a professional offense that you were defending. Yeah, like, yeah. The, the way they pass the ball, they always make the extra pass. They make great cuts. They have – everybody on their team can shoot the damn ball. Like, it's it's a professional offense, and, and you just beat them. You you went out there and beat them. That's not a fluke. No. You just no. beat them. Um, and that's a damn good team. That's that's the best team that I've seen us play. Like, I thought, you know, I think they're better than Gonzaga. And yeah. you just went out there and, and, and handled business and, and stepped up. I mean, there was rumors that Baylor could go undefeated again this year. Yeah. Which is not – wasn't out of the question either. Like, that wasn't crazy. I mean, yeah, the Big 12 is hard, but they were favorites to win the Big 12, their final four f- favorite, you know. And they're still going to be a number one ranked team, which they should be. But I think we kind of really proved ourselves that the Kansas game wasn't a fluke yeah. by doing this again. Um, the back the back Tennessee back. game wasn't a fluke, you yeah. know, some of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it just shows that what, 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 what we thought all season, right? What we thought preseason is we got a lot of really good dudes here. And, and it's just, there's a chance at, at any game now, at yeah. any game that there, there, there should be a chance at any game. And yeah. the, your confidence, your confidence should be through the roof. Yeah. And yeah, and like you said, that's what we talked about. What made this team so intriguing is we have so many different guys, and I think that's starting to starting to play into the offense, right? Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's hard. You can't pick. All right, we're going to shut down McCuller because Bryson Williams can hang twenty two on you, uh-huh. or Davion can have a great night, or 
you know, Adonis Ken or Kevin O'Banner. You, you can't just pick one guy and shut him out and beat us because yeah. other guys can start. And maybe having McCuller and TJ out for those games is a blessing in disguise because it showed you what Adonis can be and what Clarence can be and what Bryson and Davion and all these guys can be. And now they have that confidence. Yeah. And now you're like, well, you know, if we get TJ back, that's just, you know, icing on the cake for this team. It's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. They're, they're gelling so well together though, that my only kind of concern is you do have TJ coming back. And how is that? How, will it mix in easily right he's already played under mark adams he knows how to play under the system it's not him that i'm worried about it's the rest (laughs) of the team who's gelling really fucking well together i mean uh, firing on all cylinders as good as you could possibly hope but uh do you think that there's going to be any kind of uh transitional issues going from how this team is gelling to with tj in the game i'd say no because TJ's been here for two plus years. He's not one of these new highly recruited transfers that it's his first year and he's still experienced, but he, he's trying to learn the system and all that. He knows the system. He knows his place, that kind of thing. So I think that would help you in that uh, transition phase. So I, I think you should be way better off, but I do agree with Brooks that maybe this last week, especially has, you know, put some pressure on these guys to step up into bigger roles and make their shots. And they can't not necessarily rely on those other two guys to do things like, Hey, we can do this too. And so that just helps and adds to the, adds fuel to your fire right now. Yeah. Well, I I wonder because, you know, it it does make me a little nervous. I'm not going to lie because, you know, our last instance kind of with TJ in a close game, I like, that Providence game, yeah. it was really stagnant, you know, and and it was a lot of him just dribbling and trying to play hero ball. And I wonder if he like tries to shoulder too much of that load. And so I wonder if he can come back and rely on McCuller or O'Banner or Bryson and not feel like he has to do it all the time. Like if he can come in and kind of incorporate himself like McCuller did yes yesterday yeah. and just kind of then yeah, you're, you're going to be better for it. If, if he just kind of plays into the offense, but if he tries to do hero ball stuff or yeah. get his, cause he's trying to get to the NBA or whatever. And I think you, you know, that would make me a little bit nervous, but because I do think that they've found some something here. And I think these guys are really starting to trust each other and figure out and play within themselves and know, Hey, I'm good at this. He's good at that. Yeah. Let's let him do that here. And, you know, chemistry, somebody coming like that, taking minutes, can mess things up a little bit. But ultimately, having him back is going to be better. I just hope that he would be able to uh, kind of maybe accept, maybe, you know, not being the guy who always has the ball at the end of the game. Yeah. And and, and that's the only reason why I express concern, right? It's just because he is, if we're looking at this entire roster, the biggest name on our roster. And yeah. so, you know, uh, um, kind of cross-sport this thing a little bit. Uh, you know, it, it's 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 like Baker having OBJ, uh, you know, as a receiver. Like, he was trying way too hard to feed him. And I don't want to see, like, our team turn into something like that where we're just trying to feed yeah. the star too much. And instead, stick with what's winning us games, which is yeah. great defense and, and, and trust in your teammate to do whatever he's doing. 
And so yeah, that's, I, the, that's the I only agree. reason for concern. That's the only reason. <laughs> Otherwise, no, I'm fucking, I'm pumped. And, and, and it, it, it you, you want to really hope that, that this isn't even as good as our team can get. Right. Like, right. yeah, we are great. And this isn't, this <clears throat> isn't supposed to be as good as we can get. Well, here's, here's the thing that we said last week when we were preparing for an own three start, it was like, Hey, this team is not going to be like this by the end of the year, by the end of the year, we're going to be completely different. And then all of a sudden they decided to ramp up that the speed of getting to that point. They just decided to take off from right there. And now you see the potential of it when it's all clicking. And so, um, I mean, just not enough words to put in what this week has meant for all of us, Texas tech basketball fans. I mean, this is definitely one of the highest points of regular season that I've ever really been a part of. Yeah. Um, and there's belief in this team now uh, as this season goes. Hey, what what is the limit? You know, right? We, we don't know right Final now. Four, we, we like, like number one. Hey, that's a start. Things Fuck just it. yeah. Things <laughs> things change real quick when you pull put together a couple wins like that. Um. So I mean, uh, let's touch base on the last little question here as as we stand currently, which is, you know, how has this team changed so much over over one week's time? Uh, you know. I, I think uh, the Iowa State game was kind of a start, a glimpse at that, because that was seven players, literally two subs that you have on the bench, and that's it. And I think that was the start of this little, oh, shit, all of our roster can do it. Uh, but, I mean, Brooks, what do you think there? I mean, like, over the past, let's say, week and a half, really, how has this team changed to this degree? I think... Yeah, I think by necessity, it required guys to step up and and kind of fill a role that maybe they, you know, weren't asked to before, but were more than capable of doing. And a lot of it goes into the coaching. A lot of it goes into picking the right guys, the guys willing to buy in, the guys willing to take maybe lesser of a role to fit in. And all of them have committed to it. All of them have bought in and stepped up when it calls on them and nobody has the ego that's higher than the next player. They all play hard together. They all help each other get there. And it's just a team effort, man. It's, it's the street dog mentality that we've talked about so many times before with Texas tech and they just bought into it. They believe in each other. They're gaining confidence. They, they trust, like Dustin said, they trust each other now and it's kind of, you know, forged in fire, right. And we're throwing out there and, and they saw that, hey, we can almost we should have beat a top 11 team on the road with like basically six guys because KJ Allen's not a guy that's going to be playing for you, unfortunately. But and then you turn around, beat Kansas with without what everybody claims as your two best player. And then you turn around and you just keep building that confidence. And now, you know, who knows what the ceiling is for this team as they continue to to grow and get better and better and better and play more together. It's just insane to think like where where can this stop? Um, I mean, anything to add to that question, Dustin? I mean, w- what else do you think has maybe changed for us outside of like you know more of the rest of our team having to adapt? What do What do you think? Figuring out some offensive stuff and that's big. And Bryson show back up and Adonis stepping up and being a big time player and Clarence stepping up and being a big time player. I mean, those three guys really stepping up and scoring buckets and doing it efficiently has been a huge boost 
And that's really those, if you want to go individualized, those are the three dudes that you can look at yeah. and be like that guy, that guy, that guy has done more than earlier in the year. Yeah. No, very true. Uh, it's, it's good to see. And it's something that again, uh, as we've been talking about on the podcast, as we are hearing the names that Mark Adams was pulling in over the last, you know, six to eight months, this that we we all knew like these are there's a lot of really good players these are guys that can play that played yeah. well in the tournament played well in big moments and so we all knew that they that this team could be great but it was just early on in the season where yeah. there was so much doubt because we were just like are yeah. they ever going to click are they ever going to like find that chemistry that that needs to happen for this little experiment to work and good god yeah. have they found it um yeah we, yeah, it's it's very interesting. I would love to go look, listen back to our episode breaking down the start of the season because, you know, for a while there, it was like, man, we're not going to get to that. But we're starting to get closer to, I think, what we thought this team was going to be. Yeah. And it's just really nice. You know, we're always like, hey, these guys might have been good, but we never know what it's like when you're going from a smaller school to a bigger school and what guys are going to hit, what guys aren't. We've seen it here over the past, like, Matt Mooney, Tariq Owens, they hit, but some of the other guys that you expected to necessarily like Chris Clark, um, TJ Holyfield, like some of them didn't necessarily hit. So it's always, it's always a risk, but it's so nice to see that Adonis and Davion Warren and Bryson Williams and O'Banner have all just like bought into this and just fit into this culture really well and seem like they love it. You know, there was that great f clip right after the win of O'Banner just hugging Coach Adams. Um, there was, you know, McCuller and TJ Shannon hugging each other after the game. Like, it, it really seems like this team has just bought into each other. And it, it's really hard to it's really hard to beat a team that plays that hard for each other. Like, that, you, you just can't really find that. It was, uh, what was time. it? It was a little tweet that somebody posted where uh, I just saw, like, it was never Chris Beard's culture. Like, I, yeah. I, 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 he, he was a good hype man. He was a good front man. But like, like what, what was yeah. our talent? What was our actual like definition of what we were for the past four or five years? Was our defense? Yeah. This was Mark Adams' culture. I mean, mm -hmm. this is fucking amazing. Um, so let's let's take a look ahead. Right, we got we got three games over the next week from from today until we talk to you guys again. Listening, uh, first game that we got is Oklahoma State. Right, they had they had a uh, upset win a couple of nights ago. Uh, oh, they beat they beat they beat UT and beat Peter. them sixty sixty four fifty one. Um, but anything to kind of worry about in this? I mean, obviously they got I I don't want to say obviously, but they have some upset potential. Uh, I I I don't know if there's anything we really need to worry about. Uh, what what, what do you think, Dustin? I just don't want to see us slack now that we're not playing some top 10 type teams. Like, yeah, these are still legit big 12 teams. You can't take a night off. So especially with maybe your so many games crammed into one, like we can't, can't go in there and, you know, it's our own place and get comfortable, like yeah. take it to them and maybe put them away early um, would be nice. So don't, don't slack these next two games just because you've come out two big wins. Very fair point. Um, I mean, Brooks, anything to add to that? I mean, yeah, that, yeah, Dustin's right. It's don't get comfortable. You know, <laughs> the Big 12 is a, a battle every night. And if you 
get caught slipping, you're you'll you'll catch an L. And so it's just hey, maintaining this play, build on it, uh, continue to play hard and, and fight. And I fully believe Coach Adams will have him ready. He was already talking about it at the presser and on his interviews. He's like, we got Oklahoma State on Thursday, so we'll enjoy this, but we got to get ready for that game. And I, you know, I'm a little worried that we'll get a little too happy or a little too full of ourselves. And that's definitely something like that you kind of got to worry about. But, you know, let's get that in check. Enjoy that win. But, hey, tomorrow night's another big opportunity. So let's keep building on it and build on that into Saturday, on Saturday um, into Tuesday. (laughs) I think the timing of that Baylor and Kansas win is going to actually help us a lot here. Because if you think about it, you know, we go, we go beat Kansas at home, and then we go beat Baylor in Waco, and then we get Oklahoma State, which is still another Big 12 team, but we get them at home. So we're going to be off of the high of beating number one to back to a home game in our own arena. Like, yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna be able. To, I think that's that gonna, helps. that's gonna yeah. play to our benefit. You know, I think that's gonna be good for us being at home and kind of re-energizing that hype for yourself, yeah. right? And it'll be a hyped crowd tomorrow night because oh, <laughs> students are back and uh, everybody will be anxious to get to see this team after a, a huge win. So big time. Um, Next game that we have uh, is just Kansas State. A uh, little bit tougher of an opponent as far as record goes, but they're 0-3 in conference. Um, I mean, it, it's kind of a similar resume here. You know, not really doing yeah, let's good just, in the Big let's 12. Just, let's just get on. Yeah, It's hard to break down <laughs> each one of these games because we don't know what's going to happen. But, no. you know, yeah, Kansas State and then Tuesday against Iowa State, you know. So, tough slate ahead still. But, yeah, you know, got to get through it. Um, But we do have the Iowa State game. That's going to be on Tuesday night uh, right before we record the next episode. So, uh, really, uh, we're, we're a little bit, little bit of a ways out. But we have Iowa State at home. And uh, you can kind of pretty much guarantee that Texas Tech is going to want to rebound after losing to these guys and turning around and beating Kansas and Baylor right after that. So uh, I'd expect a pretty good game from from the Red Raiders on this one. Um, So to kind of kind of anything else you want to touch base on over this next week coming up? I mean, yeah, hard to hard to talk about all these games when there's so many of them. It's. More fun to recap them, so we'll just <laughs> we'll just touch base on them after after we know what happened in all of these games. Yeah. There's a lot of them. There's there's ton of tech basketball to watch. Uh, so I to wrap up the uh the club red portion of the episode. Uh, you know, Sadar, Sadar Calhoun announces he's no longer with the team. Uh, he hit the transfer portal. I forgot the the exact thing he did. He, he he's he's trying to transfer yeah. out of Texas Tech though. Uh, yep. But uh, you know, uh, great player, and hope the hope the best for him. Uh, he just wasn't getting a lot of minutes with us, and nobody really blames him for for trying to do what's best for his own for his own career. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, you know, it's kind of crazy because he's a guy that we thought was going to be. Pro- mm-hmm. I th- probably thought he was going to be more of like what Adonis Arms has been doing for us than uh, whatnot. So. Uh, unfortunate that it never really clicked for him here, um, for whatever reason, but you know, nothing but the best in his career moving forward. Um, the only other main news that we have as far as the basketball team is, uh, Jalen Tyson 
who was a previous Texas Tech commit, went over to UT and is now recommitted to Texas Tech to transfer here. Um, I mean, this is big. What was he, a four-star yeah. four star recruit two years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like 40th year. ranked guy, pretty highly recruited dude. Third highest recruit ever. <laughs> yeah, so um, big time. Uh, and and that just kind of wasn't he there at the at the was it the Kansas game or was he there for yeah like, he, yeah right? he came in for the Kansas game and then he committed uh, like right after Sunday yeah he committed pretty soon after he's just like I need a, I need a piece of this cake we 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 got some good eats in Lubbock like fuck fuck UT uh so yeah it was, yeah you know that's yeah, the best he part obviously, of it. yeah that's the best part of it you know he was a beard commit and so we followed him to UT. What was loyal and and you know you can't fault the kid for that you know he came he was coming to tech to play for beard and goes over there and obviously some false promises were made uh to him to get him over there and he quickly realized it and realized text text the spot to be so um it's a big get to be able to pull him back uh, means a lot about coach adams and his ability to recruit uh, and, and, you know, he gets to be part of the team, really. He gets to come in. He gets to be at practices. He can't play, obviously, until next year. But uh, he's he's already enrolled, and I think he's already here. So yes. that's just going to be big for him to be uh, playing against these guys already and get some reps and, and get to know this team because uh, there are some guys that he's going to be playing with next year. So uh, huge for us. Big time. Um, but – it's going to be big and, and we're going to be seeing, I think the, the more that people realize, uh, cause everybody, everybody in, in, in the NCAA and in the NBA, you know, the, the spotlights on the big shooters half the time, right? Most of the time. And so if you're going to make it to that next level, though, these NBA teams aren't going to draft you if you can't do shit on the defensive end anymore. Like, uh, and so where they're going to look at, they're going to look at one of the best defensive teams in the nation year in, year out with one of the best defensive coaches to, to get you ready for the NBA. I feel like, so uh, this is, this is just the beginning for this Mark Adams era. And I think uh, I can speak yeah. for all of us here that we're all beyond excited to, to, to watch this happen right in front of us. Welcome to the big 12 Mark Adams. <laughs> We need that shirt. Somebody needs to make that shirt. Uh, I, I swear to God. Um, but anyways, um, any other takes for the week, guys? I think we're, I think we're pretty much set there. Uh, anybody out there listening uh, live, make sure you hang around for the tailgate where we discuss what's going on in the rest of the sporting world. But uh, in the meantime, make sure you do follow us on Instagram, on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating on both. Uh, hit us up on our social media pages. Those are very active. At uh, tailgate underscore talks on Twitter. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. As far as our personal accounts, Dustin at DustinWimmer22, Brooks at Calvin B. Barrett, me at Blocker, where the L's a one. And uh, we will catch you guys next week. We'll wrap, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be talking a little bit about this Oklahoma uh, State, Kansas State, and Iowa State games. Uh, all states. I just realized that. State week. State, state, state. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, uh, We'll be wrapping up those or recapping those for you guys next week. So make sure you tune in and check out the pod next week. Find out our thoughts and reactions to those games. But uh, until next week, guys, definitely appreciate you uh, chiming in here. We're going to start this thing off right. Raiders! 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 Raiders!